Hey everybody, you guessed it. I'm here from the future with another cool trigger warning. Um, yeah, this one uh, is this song, Kamisado, is inherently about um, alcoholism, being hospitalized for it. And then it off- also kind of offers a, a, a kind of cynical view about the treatment of long term alcoholics. So that's a little rough. We also throughout tell some stories of uh, our personal drunken nights and it's hard to kind of separate the themes uh, from the episode. So if you are not into that and listening to that kind of stuff, uh, turn away now. Um, But if you are sticking with us, thank you. We will see you in the episode. Enjoy. Bro, you are lucky I'm even here right now. Can I tell you? Oh yeah. I bet you're a sleepy boy. I, well, that's the thing is after right, I was like, oh, I've got a little bit of time. Let me uh, do the dangerous thing and take a nap without setting an alarm. Oh, God. Yeah. I woke up uh, three minutes b- naturally before we were supposed to record. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever th- done anything as impressive in my life. Surprised it wasn't like three hours after. <laughs> exactly. I woke up at like 730 and seven in the, the evening. Like, where the fuck am I? Time is it? Is it breakfast or dinner? Yeah, exactly. It's dark enough to be either. You need to tell me. You need to help me out. We're entering. We're entering. Nighttime is all the time. Season. No shit. God damn. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Adam and Sam at the Disco, where we run in 60 frames per second, 48 hours before the GTA 6 trailer gets released. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking... I'm... I... <laughs> I had to I'm put in fight. two I'm, fucking I'm, things that we hated. Oh I'm gonna fight God. you. I'm gonna I'm a fight you in real life. Tell, tell <laughs> them your name. I'm Adam. <laughs> I'm Sam. Please join Adam. us. Come on in. Sit down. Have a comfy seat. Just please close the goddamn door. I where's I'm I, <laughs> we're already choosing violence. I'm gonna, I, <laughs> I, I, I feel I'm the uh, the energy in the room is distressing now. <laughs> well, if it helps you feel any better, today we're doing Kamisato, which by character and word count is the shortest fucking title on this album. Huh. I, well, I mean, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, because it's this would it would be. I'm thinking, and that's that's about the only yeah yeah this Maybe. one, and then I guess t- time to dance would be the next shortest one. Yes, I'm. I you know, including intermission and introduction. So maybe well, by shortest by by character count, we're shortest. Yeah. 
Well, I'm not counting introduction. I think, how long is intermission? I don't know. We'll talk about that one later. But yeah. We'll have, we'll have an intermission and discuss. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so we're talking about Kamisato, Panic at the Disco. This is officially track five on the on the album. Um, and we are very excited to talk to, you, talk to you about it. Before we go, though, before we start going, do you know what a Kamisato is? Because it's not just, it's not based on a Chuck Palahniuk book. No Chuck books here. And, and it's an actual word to describe an actual thing. What is the actual so, thing? Well, do you, do you know? Do you I don't. It sounds like it's not English. That's about the best I can offer up. Um, well, it does. It comes, it, uh, it comes from Spanish. It looks like. So the, uh, a camisado or a, a camisade or sad or shade is, um, <laughs> uh, it's a surprise attack that occurs at night or at daybreak when the enemy is supposed to be asleep. So it's a military operation. So this um, is, this is basically panic at the disco's blitzkrieg pop is what you're telling me in theory. Yes. Um, it comes from the Spanish word for shirt, camisa. Um, um, the tercio, which is a, a military unit of the Spanish army. I probably said that real bad. Um, it's all right. You just have, cut it in like you did the Polish. Yeah, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Listen, if they want the actual Polish pronunciation <laughs> that I butchered in that episode, they're going to have to talk to me about it. And then maybe we'll release the, the, the Polish cut. Yeah, release the such, Polish cut. Hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag release the Polish guy, get it trending, and maybe I'll think about it. Um, <laughs> so the Tercio, um, they would have skirmishes of about 50 men attacking at night um, with, they would only have swords and daggers, and some of them, some of them would have muskets, but it's primarily um, bladed weapons, and they only had a white shirt, um, which is the Spanish word for, uh, the Span- in Spanish means encamisada. Um, they, uh, so, that, so that's where the term came from. I don't know. Sometimes 50 dudes coming at you with their swords and daggers in the middle of the night doesn't sound like a bad deal. I mean, well, people pay good money for that sometimes. So you have to really be careful about what calling out a bad thing necessarily, but in, in its general context and in its initial general context, it is no good theory, a bad thing. No good. No good. Uh, so let's see here. We've got, imagine, Oh, well, imagine as I'm reading the credits of the Panic at the Disco song. That's a different song. We'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. Um, uh, it's about the, same, about the same as before. Produced by Matt Squire, written by Panic at the Disco. Ryan Ross did a lot of stuff. Uh, George. Uh, yeah, George. George Ryan Ross III did a lot of stuff. Uh, Brendan Urie did a lot of stuff. Brent Wilson did nothing, but they said he did something. And Spencer Such did a drums. fucker. Such a fucker. Such a fucking guy uh somebody such a fucking guy <laughs> such a fucking guy brent brent that fucking guy um although i do so do you the odds of two guys being in this band that came from the same school that start with a br sound like brett a brass sound brandon brent it's i don't know there's this a truly remarkable thing you'd think yeah. that there's probably a couple of girls in there that are called Brittany and brenda yeah, you would think so. I that that school is cursed. I'm that's all I'm gonna say. Um, yeah, there's a genius credit on here that somebody's a specific cover of Kamisada by Britney Butler. I don't the know why that's Britney. Britney, that's a Britney. 
I'm not sure. So you called it. I'm not sure why this cover specifically is on here and other ones that clearly exist because the internet is what it is. Don't, is it on here? But curious. Um, that one's highlighted. So maybe I'll put a clip of it here. Because that's um, worked well for other songs that aren't Panic at the Disco that it hasn't made my ears bleed. I'm not sorry about it. You just need to suck it up. I sucked it up and right. took it. I'll get it right, get it tight. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, we're back to goddamn Bubba Smarts. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the se- that's the secret. It's all Bubba oh, Smarts. Oh, I hate it. Always has been. Take the mask off, and it's just fucking Bubba Sparks. Oh, man. It's time to split up, gang. Um, Yeah, so here's this song. Speak. Yeah, so, I mean, it leads in with... This was no accident. This was a therapeutic chain of events. Mm-hmm. So, so really coming off of what we talked in the last episode, they have a theme that they're really sticking to in this first half. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, so this is interesting because, because again, when we talked about um, Nails for Breakfast, um, we kind of talked snacks. about how, yeah, Texas Snacks. I, we, we are allowed to shorten the names of these songs. Well, when, we don't have to shorten this one. Are we just going to call it Cammy? If listen, Cammy, Cammy is um, a, a beloved Street Fighter character. So let's go ahead and just back here. up to where you said speak, and I spoke like a fucking obedient little asshole that I am. Mm-hmm. Reparations somehow. I don't. Just, we're, <laughs> we're bringing so, it back. We're bringing it back. So when we talked, <laughs> when we talked about. Um, uh, nails for breakfast, tax for snakes. Um, <laughs> we kind of we kind of mentioned a little bit of it was having to do with his dad in theory. Well, I this the Ryan Ross did an interview in 06 with Rolling Stone, um, and they asked him what his dad thought about the the, the songs, and Ryan said that uh, I'm sure he knows that they're about him, and he hasn't acted any differently towards me, like he's mad or disappointed. He plays a CD all the time. It's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> My yeah, son hates so, me. I want to listen to this all the time. <laughs> and he also mentions too that well, that's the cool thing about like what we've been talking about, how we have found these like kind of direct meanings that they've talked about. But um he also mentioned in that um in that interview, he said that some of the stuff in the track is really personal, and I felt like people didn't understand what they were singing. Um, and there's not much I can do about that. People take lines and ask me, what does it mean? And I don't really answer them. If it helps them relate to something, I don't want to take that away from them. So despite the fact that they have like a pretty tangible meaning to, to him specifically as he's written them, um, he also recognizes that people take whatever meaning they're going to get out of it. And he wants that to kind of be the experience. So, oh yeah. Each song, I mean, reflects on somebody a little differently. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, think about like all those, like, like we told a lot of very personal stories and had like a lot of like, I mean, I'm, 
I ranted about those fucking medicines. So last yeah, episode, like this it, is the direct answer to that. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, I, I, and by virtue of what we're doing, we're diving into what, what we think the actual meaning of the lyrics are, but we're also kind of like figuring out what it means to us in the same way. And so I think that's, that's kind of on point. I am excited to like get further into this. Cause I feel like as you know, as this song opens up their vocabulary quite a bit. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. Qu- quarantine and linoleum floors are not necessarily words that you hear in songs. No, no and you know and and you know what that means. It's time for the edition this this edition of lyrics from the Panic of the Disco album that Sam did not know for an extended period of time that he's slightly embarrassed about. Uh-oh. Um this entire first verse Versed. This entire verse. first verse is uh, is was Egypt. Might have well been hieroglyphics, like Egyptian. Just completely. Because whenever he says scent and the way he like takes the word scent and, and drags it into the word of, I always thought he was saying center. And so this is the center of something. <laughs> and I didn't, I heard linoleum, but I didn't think I heard linoleum because who sings about linoleum? Um, and then the quarantine line. So, so the two lines we've got here is. This is the scent of dead skin on a linoleum floor. This is the scent of quarantine wings in a hospital. And that second line I thought was, this is something center court. <laughs> I think the, I think the exact thing I thought it was for a long time was, this is a center court that T-wings in a hospital. What the fuck is T-winging? I don't know. Well, you think for the first part, they're really just helping, helping ESPN out in their narration. Yeah, exactly. And then you get to the bottom of this verse, the apathy and urgency part. And I thought it said something about it. He said amphitheater at the beginning. So oh, the amphitheaters, fuck. the amphitheaters did something. <laughs> and that's, that's about all I could parse from that line. So yeah. Welcome to my, my brain, my telephone brain. This is a sin of fuck damn on the linoleum floor. <laughs> <laughs> it might as well have been, man. Um, Yeah, but that is, that is, um, uh, really interesting is again like quarantine and, and anesthetic and linoleum are not yeah, words that no. are not words that they really ever put into songs. Um, but let me see here. Let me see. There's a word that I'm seeing here. The term anaphoric. Oh yeah. Is that anaphora? What does that mean? The repetition of a word or phrase at the beginning of lines creating a rhetorical emphasis on that phrase, the opposite of an epistrophe. That sounds like G- a Panic of the Disco song. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's next week. We're talking about that song next week. Um, it's so this first part. They the, you have the intro right, the IV in your hospital bed. This was no accident. This was a therapeutic chain of events. So the idea of it being about his dad, um, uh, kind of lends it to being about his dad using alcohol for therapy, and the that quote therapy 
landing him in the fucking IV with IV in his arm right. in the hospital bed. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't random. Like you did this to yourself and this was the consequence of it. Um, well, uh, and then even, it goes into the verse. Well, oh, jumping okay. into the verse of that, you know, this is the sin of dead skin on linoleum floor. And then ending in, it's not so pleasant and it's not so conventional. It sure is hell normal, but we deal, we deal. Like this is a yeah. person that realizes that this might as well be their weekly outing. Mm. Like they know yeah. that they're going to be here because their dad's an alcoholic or their spouse is addicted or et cetera, et cetera. This, this is the new norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's hard and it's hard to kind of like, like cope with that, but we have to deal with it. So we're going to. Yeah. Um, uh, what about this, this next? So then there's the other line, the anesthetic never set in and I'm wondering where the apathy and urgency is that I thought I found in. Well, and that kind of reaches back to the previous song, you know, is it God who chokes in these situations? Mm-hmm. So the apathy and urgency, you know, just, it's not there. <laughs> of course your mood mm-hmm. can be a little apathetic, but. Dear diary, mood, apathetic. My life is spiraling downward. Just your urgency's faded. Yeah, and it's in- yeah. So that's interesting too, is how they put those two very opposite things next to each other in the song, right? Where the apathy and urgency are the antithesis of each other; like they do not match. But um, I don't know. It's just like I, well, because like when you, when he says that, I thought I phoned in, like phoning in his concern potentially, phoning in right. Um, this is the new normal. You you yeah. You no longer have an emotional response to this. It's just okay. It's Tuesday night, nine o'clock. This is mm-hmm. this is what's going to happen. And mm-hmm. that's a fucking tough life to lead, especially mm-hmm. from a kid's perspective. Holy shit! Yeah, dealing with that. Yeah, dealing with that kind of thing makes yeah, it's very hard. And I think and I think if you think about him talking about like he's phoning in his urgency about maybe what's happening and it ties back into nails for breakfast where um, he's in the ICU's hall of fame. Right. So they're maybe not, they're not as pressed as they are to fix him as right. they would be if he was like a first time patient. And so hey, everybody man. around him is apathetic about his situation and he is too in theory, but he's pretending to be, be, you know, upset and urgent with it because he has to be because that's my dad. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely lost all fervor of, oh shit, you're here. Let's take care of you now instead of, mm-hmm. okay, George, I see you're back. George Ross the second, I see you're back again <laughs> this week. Take a seat. We'll be back with you at our earliest convenience. Yeah. I love that we don't actually, I think, know Ryan Ross's dad's name, but because we know that Ryan Ross is George Ross the third, we can assume that his dad is George Ross the second. If Which it's is, not, that would be fucking weird. Amadeus Ross the first. Amadeus, what? Amadeus. <laughs> That's a cool fucking name. Come on, what Amadeus? <laughs> so my head canon is that Ryan's dad's name is Amadeus. Now. I fucking love fuck, it. You can't fucking stop me. It's just how it's happening. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then. No, 
don't see. I've paraphrased that to because they repeat that a few times. So that's the gist of the 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 pre-chorus going into the the chorus. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Sit back, relax. Like they're telling, like this is that urgency. He's phoning in that urgency, and they're telling him to 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 sit back, calm down, relax, whatever, and then the the ending like just sit back and relapse again this is like the umpteenth time his dad's been here right this is the umpteenth time yeah we've seen this 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 face in this hospital this is their it's, full it's admission gonna, that this isn't the end of this yeah this isn't the end of this and maybe that's why they're not quite as uh they're not quite as um uh alert and attentive as they, they normally would yeah well and if we had to skip you know the, the chorus here I hate to, but it's everything that we said already. A mm-hmm. regular decorated emergency. That's it's a pretty scathing line. Yeah. That's a line full of admission and understanding that, like I said before, Amadeus, we'll see you again next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> well, so here's the thing. We don't have to skip the chorus, I don't think, because it's because the chorus the chorus is is one line, right? It's it's one line and then a repeated line from the pre-chorus. So right. the only the only new line in the chorus is, "Can't take the kid from the fight, take the fight from the kid," and then sit back, relax, sit back, relax. And that's the only reason why I didn't want to skip the chorus. Um, <laughs> it, like, <laughs> I'm an intern. <laughs> um, well, no, so so here's the thing about that line, though. It's it. I think it could mean a couple of different things. Can't take the kid from the fight. Take the fight from the kid, which could tie into um, could tie into not only his dad, but maybe even him talking about talking right. about his dad. Because because again, the that that line that phrase is. You know, you know, you can take the, you know, the, you can take the kid out of the country, but you can't take the country out of the kid. Like that kind of, that kind of thing where it's just like, no matter what you do, the, um, the, it's going to be the same, no matter where you are, you're just in a different environment. And so the way that it's phrased, it's like, listen, you can't take this away from your dad. He's going to keep doing this. Maybe you need to take it away from him. Yeah. You need to, yeah. You need to exercise some force in this matter. But at the same time, it's just like, um, you you're so I him me as a observer of it I'm so tired of everything that's going on and but I can't stop supporting and and being there for him and so like something needs to happen for me to realize that I can't be there to help anymore so it's kind of like to me feels like it's a dual a dual meaning yeah I mean yeah he's He's stuck defending. I mean, I hate to say defending. You can't really defend an alcoholic at times. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not only going to be defending himself, but he's going to be defending his dad and almost his dad more than himself. Yeah. And if you yeah. look at if you look at the rest of the song, like, most of it's the same mm-hmm. until you maybe get three quarters of the way through. Yeah, the bridge, much like a lot of their songs. Um, in this album, like the bridge breaks down and it's it's a little bit it's 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 a little bit different. You're a young, you're a 
such a drunken stupor mm. a borderline alcohol poisoning that you have no idea what you did yeah whether you exactly. fell 19 times on the way down the stairs you know likely to your son's car yeah at this point yeah. none of it's going to matter until the morning after yeah and it's like and it is such a draining um have you, I, I mean, I, I don't, I, have you known somebody, fuck, we're going to have to put another fucking trigger warning at the top of this goddamn episode. Have you known somebody that was so completely, like, that got so drunk that they just lost all, like, sense of themselves uh, that, when they drank? No, I will actually say no. Um, as, as much as I've been around people who have drank and, you know, party their fucking hearts out i can't say mm-hmm. that i've been around somebody who just went what at that point would be blackout drunk and had no idea mm-hmm. so uh so i have and it is maybe one of the most emotionally and sometimes physically draining people to deal with that you've ever met in your life so i had a ex that was like that um and like there i i, I just like i distinctly remember a party it was like a housewarming party because they had just gotten a new, she just got a new place and, you know, had a bunch of friends over to, to, you know, to, to celebrate and stuff like that. And she had just, she just gotten fucking pissed drunk and she invited people that did not like each other that she needed to be aware of to keep separated and like placated so that bad things didn't happen. And she just gave up and just, just drank. And so I was having to, break up like arguments between two people that shouldn't have been there together in the first place and like had to send people home. And then, then everybody left and I had to like care, basically like carry her. She like fell down the stairs at one point while people were like in the kitchen we had to like, I had to like carry her to, to her room to like make sure she didn't fucking like harm herself any further. It was a, it was, it was yeah. miserable. It's a miserable, oh. miserable experience. Especially when it's somebody that you're close to, when it's somebody that means something to you, and like I can yeah. only imagine, I can only imagine it being like your dad or like something, some, something like that. It's just like it is, it is agonizing because you want to be able to just wash your hands of it, but you know you can't. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, and it's just, and it's completely, and you know, ultimately, I was, I, I did, and I was able to in that situation, um, but like there, there's, there's like almost no recourse if you are if, if it's like a family member or somebody that you're very close to that you you have like it's it's hard it's incredibly difficult and it like takes it takes all of your energy completely oh, god i bet yeah that is a lot of awareness in one moment mm-hmm. and especially if it's a friend you know and you've been you know, hanging out and enjoying yourself too you have to snap back yeah Gosh. yeah I can't say that I've, I've, I'm the proclaimed toilet hugger. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm the guy that will call a night and go hang out by the toilet for a few hours. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know, maybe come back to life sometime there. But no, I've, I have not been in that fucking situation. Man. 
Yeah, it's it's rough. It, it is rough, and it's like it's very it's very different. Like, and, and the the crazy thing about it too is that the point uh, where it stops being fun and starts being a problematic is not. It's a yeah. very thin. It's so thin, and it's like it's to the point where like maybe even just like an extra sip will be the thing that sets them off. But it's just it's so razor thin. For sure, it's you have to be so careful with it, and it's like. Oof. It's it's terrible, yeah. Although I, here's what I will say: fun fact about me, uh, you mentioned that you were a toilet hugger. I have never in my life gotten sick because of alcohol or had a hangover. Okay, well, I need you to shut the fuck up right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what? Good, good, good for you. I'm basically a superhero. You are. Yeah. Well, I also, it took me a long time to realize the year before liquor kind of thing. So it does, it literally doesn't matter. I could drink liquor for beer, beer before liquor. I could drink, I could like mix like liquor types. I could do, like, I could drink a, a beer and then have like a fucking rum and coke and then go back to a beer. And then I, it doesn't literally, any combination, any amount of alcohol, I've never once had a hangover or been sick. So, so no, I, okay. I, actually, I take that back. I was sick once but i wasn't because of the alcohol it was because of the fact that i'd eaten uh, I, like what i had eaten wasn't playing well with my stomach right because i did take one more one one more jello shot than i should have at a, a gay club in northern washington that i shouldn't have taken and i was just like oh i have to go to the bathroom and then i threw up so that was the one yeah. time that was the one time but i attribute that to my tummy being bad not the alcohol Hi, this is Future Sam. I lied. There was another one. There was another time because if any of my friends that were there for this um, hear this, I do not want them to at me because I know. Uh, the short of it is I was at a bar with some friends and I took a shot um, and it did not agree with me and um, it was real bad. And I very casually threw up in a planter on at the bar's patio and uh, only one of my friends that was there at the time noticed, and um, it was a great, real smooth, single motion that I took care of it in. But still stand by the fact that I have never had a hangover. Anyway, back to back to this. Okay, I guess I'll have to maybe backpedal and say the one time that I've... Sorry, my wife. My wife has barred her way in. <gasps> my wife! Uh-oh. Fuck off. Hang on. There you go. I unplugged the mic for a second. The fuck was that shit? (laughs) (laughs) If you're, if you, if somebody says, if somebody says the phrase, my my wife, if you don't do Borat back, you you are not actually, you die. Well, number one, you die. If you're a millennial, you die. That's true. That's true fact. That's just how, that's just how, that's, I don't make the rules. I just, I just exist within them, you know? You just kind of have to follow life's rules. Mm-hmm. My wife. This is my wife. This is my wife. Listen, I waited patiently outside the door like a good wife. You <laughs> make it sound like I keep you in a cage. You do. Go back to your <laughs> hall. 
Go back to your hole, woman. You're not going to close the door when you walk out. I waited. I waited patiently outside of the door like Juliana Margulies in the in the seven season long drama The Good Wife. Okay. Apparently, we're taking a quick break. Okay, we're taking a wife break. This is what we call a wife break. This is what we call a wife break. What is the good wife about? Oh God, I have no. I think it's a political show, not like a political show. But isn't she like a wife to a politician? Uh, maybe? I thought she was like a wife to a senator or a governor. Oh, or she, oh, wait. She. It's an American legal and political drama. Love the you. wife of the Cook Love County you. State's Attorney. Love you too, Sam. Thanks, Gary. Oh, Love you. Bye. You know what? It's a bit funny. I wish you. I wish you weren't so fucking awkward, but such a pain in the ass. What it feels like for me right now. I completely for that was a fun little diversion, but I completely forgot. So we talking about. I'll lead into it. So I guess I will have to like eat my words for a moment. Mm-hmm. But I did have, I can't say it was like a blackout or concerning bad night. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll gauge that here in a moment. One night we were out with friends drinking. We had had a couple drinks before we went or, you know, before we all met up at this one place. And then I had a very dark beer. Mm. And this was the night that we learned that dark beer does not work for me. So we had got home. I lost my phone that night at the bar that we were at. We got home Mm. and I went to throw my keys on the counter. And my key ring is like stacked. Sure. It just has shit all over it. And at that it's like point, jan- janitor's ring. Like pretty much. <laughs> and at, at that point, like it had a little pool ball that we had got from her dad after he had passed. So it just made it that much heavier. So when I went to throw my keys on the counter, I fucking fastballed them right into our stove. Whoa. Oh my God. And glass just exploded everywhere. And that was my one instance. And I like, I did it. I helped clean it up and almost went immediately to assume the position around the bathroom toilet. Yikes. Just fucking rocket that shit into the, I just, like I said, I just fastballed that bitch. Like fucking, it was done. Just a foregone conclusion, but wow. <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to remember if I've ever done anything like, like super reckless like that, where I've just like gotten so drunk that I, here's the fun story that I like to tell about like my, my drunken days when I used to drink a lot. It was when I was like in my early twenties, um, talking about like, I, um, um, I, (laughs) when I moved out of my parents' house initially, I lived with a bunch of friends and, um, it was just, it was, first of all, it was a mistake to let us live in that house because it was my friend's dad's house. Um, and it was just a bunch of like his daughter's 
kids, his daughter's like friends living there. And so there was always parties and shit happening. Right. And so, um, uh, ooh, excuse me. Um, we had a bunch of people over and we were just like partying and whatever, as you do and people were starting to kind of leave. And then my two friends that were there were, we were the last three awake. Like people had either gone to bed or left or fallen asleep. And so, um, me and my three friends were standing, like sitting in the kitchen and just talking and then they got ready to leave and they, they left and like walked home. And, um, I just told him, Hey, lock the door on your way out. This, and then, so from, from this, this part of the story is what was told back to me. Cause I don't remember. Um, I told them to lock the door on the way out. And I said, good night. I started walking upstairs and the way the stairs were laid out at the time was, um, you'd go up a flight, there was a landing, you'd go up another flight. And then that was how you went upstairs and it was kind of obscured by the wall. And so what they said is that I walked upstairs and they heard a, and I'm going to, I'm going to just for Foley work, I'm going to do this. They heard a, (laughs) (laughs) fuck. And yeah, (laughs) they apparently ran and I was standing on that first landing, just staring up the stairs to the top of the top of the stairs and just standing there. Well, I mean, that's what it, feel, it felt like. They said that's what they said that it felt like to them, or something similar. And so they're just like, "Hey, are you okay?" And apparently, I told them, "Yeah, I just felt like jumping." <laughs> apparently, I got to the landing, and I just what I told them was, I just jumped straight up in the air, and like superhero landed <laughs> on the landing, and then just stood back up and stood there. So, yeah, that's the that's the wildest I've ever gotten. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> having been having been drunk. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the go, let's get back into the song. <laughs> why would we do that? It's like that's why we're here. Yeah. All right. Yeah, exactly. So you've heard well, your so place. Only, oh, I was gonna say there's only this one line here. That's this one or these two lines here that are kind of like new in the rest of the in the rest of the song. Which yeah, you you, you go ahead and say you've earned your place at the. T- uh, I can't read. We we've discussed this. I cannot uh-huh. read. Uh huh. You've earned your place atop the ICU's Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Hall of the Fame. Hall of the Fame. God. Hall of the Fame. I hate it. I like one single fame, please. Hall of a you Fame, know, please. When I was in high school, my uh-huh. teacher, my English teacher, had her for like three years straight because I couldn't fucking read, so got held back. No. Sure. <laughs> had her from like fucking sophomore to senior year and she was like you are so good at reading i want you to be the main characters of all the plays that we have to read in class Ugh. Can you imagine how that felt knowing where i am today for all those yeah. kids in that class that's why i didn't have yeah. very many friends yeah gifted burnout really such a dick <laughs> let so, me try you've earned your place atop the icu's hall of fame wow let's just look at me Camera caught you causing a commotion on the gurney again. Thank you. Um, So this ties back into Nails, uh, Nails for Breakfast, which is like, like all the people there at the hospice know him. This now he's at the top of their Hall of Fame. Like, yes, he's here. He's here a lot. Yeah, here he is. His picture's on the wall. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, yeah. Fucking burnt burn out of the month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the hospital. Um, and then the whole of the camera caught you causing commotion on the gurney again. Um, 
Again, fucking, they get him in the, they get in the ICU. Uh, He's drunk as fuck. He doesn't want to be there, but they have to kind of hold him down so that he doesn't get away. So he can sober up and they can treat him. Yeah. Yeah, because then it leads back into your regular decorated emergency and the mm-hmm. contusions will remind you what you did when you wake. Like, mm-hmm. you may not remember, but everybody else will. <sighs> huh? mm-hmm. The show that you made is going to stick long, long after you remember it. Yep. Yep. Although there is an annotation here, somebody spitballing that the camera also could refer to paparazzi trying to get a dirty peek into Ryan Ross's George Ryan Ross of third's life. (laughs) That's not where I thought you were going with that. You said Papa and all I can think about is stranger things. You have to learn that your actions have consequences. You're like Papa. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck you, Amadeus. Fuck you, Amadeus. Amadeus. George Ryan Ross the third. Oh, all right. Did you know? Just as a little dipshit fact going down here, I'm sure you do. That sure. Tech Nine went and sampled that song. Did he? Yeah. For what song? Oh God, you had to ask me that. Well, don't come with the fact if you're not going to be able to express the entire fact, my guy. Give me one doing? second because I accidentally typed uh, Tech Four. <laughs> Tech four. This is the fucking. This is the this tech is, four podcast. You're not, now. You, listen, you're not even a real journalism, my guy. What are you talking about? Come in front of me, Amadeus. I'm gonna stall. I can also just cut the silence as well. No, we can't do that. I can do. I'm powerful. I have the ability. I have the power to do these things. I thought Tech Nine Live once at a rock festival no shit i've always yeah. thought about going to see him like he comes through wichita every year so uh oh. i'm a playa i'm a playa huh okay well here's that so it's i'm a player i'm a player i'm a player <laughs> oh okay in my entire my entire this entire time i thought you were talking about Kamisato, not oh Amadeus. sorry no okay. Yeah, no. Okay. no. Okay. Apologies for the confusion. Okay. Well, we've we we figured it out eventually. It's fine. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I went to this I went to this uh, rock festival in Ohio called Rock on the Range, which was held at the Columbus Crew Soccer Stadium. Rock on the Range and, sounds great. Yeah. And um there's a bunch of bands there. I saw Slipknot was there. I saw um uh, my brain is Hollywood Undead was there. Marilyn Manson was was Marilyn Manson there. Wow. Yeah, Marilyn Manson was there. Yeah. Um. Um. That was the the first time and the last time I saw Lincoln Park live before um, Chester, Chester passed away. Chester died. Um, we have something so out I, here that was called the Damn Music Festival, and I saw a very very drunk Toby Keith try and perform. Oh, that's fun. It wasn't. I appreciate you. <laughs> Let me see if I can find the official lineup for this. Um, um, for this, I can't remember what. Yeah, it was 2015. So let's see. 
Yeah, Slipknot, Marilyn Manson, um, Breaking Benjamin. Um, uh, unfortunately, I saw Falling in Reverse. Um, oh God, I've always yeah. thought about it, but I, uh, I want Ronnie to stay in his old days that you were far past. That. <laughs> <laughs> far past. That. Um, uh, J- Judas Priest. I saw Judas what Priest. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. I saw Godsmack. I saw Papa Roach. Um, I saw, uh, uh, baby metal. Oh my God. Did I see baby metal? Um, uh, rise against tech nine Volbeat, uh, Hollywood and dead motionless and white. Um, uh, uh, I saw star set and, uh, Lincoln park. Yeah. That's a collection of bands to have in one setting. It is a pretty weird connection, a uh, weird collection. Um, uh, Slash was there. He played with Slipknot, Marilyn Manson. Wow. Yeah. Yes, I got to see Slash. Um, Yeah, it was a pretty good fucking time. Uh, Yeah, that's that. Um, I mean, so I guess that's, I guess. I guess that's Conversato. That's the song. Short episode, short song title. Makes sense. Well, you say this, we've been recording for like almost 45 minutes, so it's not necessarily a short Don't tell us that. I could tell the people whatever I want. How much of that conversation with your wife are we going to cut out? That's the real question. <laughs> this is my wife. So I'm putting, I'm my wife. I'm putting some, some of it's going in regardless. So that's really, it's just a matter of how much is up to my discretion. There's your cold open. No, we've got a cold open. Oh God. We talked already. We spoke. We talked. We, we did do some talking and speaking. We did do some talking, some speaking, some rambling, some body once told me <laughs> a jojo george ross george ross do you have any final things to say about this fucking song uh i guess well, well here's the thing we didn't really talk about this song fucking rules it bops it's a fucking great song it bops so fucking hard. Like, like out we didn't of talk all about of that the songs all. that we have talked about so far. The song is so fucking good. Yeah, because like it starts like with that like like Casio keyboard intro, the Ivy in your hospital bed part, and it's cap and it's capped off by that too. So the last line, the outro, is that first line. Starts and ends the same way with like that Casio keyboard, do 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 do, kind of like playing in, and then it just fucking goes in, man. It goes hard. Yeah, and uh, like this is where their vocabulary comes out to shine. We already talked about that, mm-hmm. but like that's a part that makes this fucking solid. Is yeah. we're throwing out words that have not been said in a fucking song before. I sound angry, but I really love it. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's, it kind of like starts going hard like this. Cause we've got like the, I, I think a time to dance also like goes, oh, we'll yeah. talk about that next week. Time to dance somehow goes harder, but um, just yeah. straight out of the gate. That first yeah. line, like, yeah, the first line, the first music. Yeah. yeah. But ah. this one is kind of like, it's like a gateway into your fucking, like get your fucking face punched off. Like it's just, it's, it's great. It's great. It's I love Kami Sato. It's, it's a good really gateway good to panic. Gateway to panic. Lots of panic involved. Um, 
But yeah, I guess uh, unless you have any final words, we can go to our established and well thought of and thought through outro. Unless you have something else you'd like to say. This is the outro. We'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. No, that wasn't. I didn't feel inspired to me. This is the outro. Oh. Oh. Love you, buddy. Oh. Oh. That's my Ronnie Radke impression. Oh, I wish we I wish we didn't. I wish we didn't. I do wish he's I don't he's bad. He's bad. Should have never gotten out of jail that one. Should have not should they should have never let that motherfucker out of jail. Did I just say letting? Should have never letting that one out. That's the Midwestern music coming out. But guess what? <laughs> what? It's time to dance, baby. Oh. Okay. Oh, I like that. Yeah, okay, I'll cut, I'll cut, I'll cut it there. <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs>